Welcome back to another edition of the No Further Comments podcast, a.k.a. the NFC. I'm your co-host, Alex Meacham. To my left, as always, is the talented Mr. Glenn Riley. What's up, man? There's two things you can always count on when we do our podcast. Is one, Mario has on a Philadelphia Eagles fleece, and Glenn Riley never has a pen. Glenn never has a pen. Never. I'm doing good at a phone. <laughs> What's up with that? Uh, I got used to getting uh, my phone service free, and... You know the story on that, don't you? Got the hookup? Mm. Yeah, a friend of mine was um, um, dating the daughter of the owner of Cincinnati Bell. So, like, really? What? Who was it? Uh, you know Josh Huser. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, we we um would come in for like um, um, what they call it when you um like like focus group on stuff. Okay, but um, consulting. But they never took any of our ideas and stuff. But we did get a razor, like when a razor first came out, right? And which you were killing them if you had a razor back in the yeah, day. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, that was top of the line for right. like maybe two and a half years. So I just never upgraded because I was like, it was it was unlimited, and all you had to do is pack three dollars for like the taxes, and I rode that deal out until Cincinnati Bell stopped, um, basically doing doing cell phone service. Or I still have that joint. So, oh, you would still have the razor? Oh, no doubt. So, do you have a cell phone currently? Uh, yeah, I have an iPhone that my business partner when he upgraded, he gave me his, but I don't have service on it. It's just kind of like a, a iPod or whatever. So, what do you use it for? Uh, camera, the the, the time, calculator. I mean, I'll get online if I'm someplace that has Wi-Fi, but. I mean, I you know I got Wi Fi at my house, but I mean, I also got a so you can't in my house. you can't text or call. Uh, nah. Have you ever texted? Rarely. I, I don't. I don't. I don't appreciate the technology. <laughs> How was your Thanksgiving? Oh, it was, it was great. Yeah, yeah. What'd Man, you do? Just chilled. I'm I'm all I'm all about that parade. Is, is you got a float? There are thousands of parades going down in America every year, and there's only two that are legitimate. It's the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, and there's the Rose Parade, and that's it. They're, they're the only ones that are, that are producing real real floats, all this other stuff. It's not a float if you got a, 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 a you, damn super— <laughs> Do you really watch the parades? Super, oh, yeah, no doubt. All, all three hours of, of, of the Macy's Parade. Beginning to end. More or less, it's on. If I'm not turning the channel, I think you should. I should do a par- parade rankings. A Bond Hill parade. They have that, but but that's what I'm saying. All these they parades, have a Bond Hill parade. They have Bond Hill Day, and I think there's um like the Woodward Band will, will march down the street. I mean, no one wants that, but but it happens. I do. <laughs> <laughs> Episode <laughs> fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> so you just you just ate with the family and just chilled out. Yeah, yeah. We, we watch a little football. Yeah. Yeah, the the games were were relatively decent this year. I'm always salty that um, Detroit just gets that game. Detroit annually is one of the the least watchable teams there is. Right, but they're in first place. Yeah, I hear, hear that. Um, when um, Barry Sanders um, retired rather unexpectedly and prematurely, I was so salty because he. he that that was three Thanksgivings that that were just ruined because of, because of, you know there were three hours that I couldn't enjoy anymore. 
Now, did you did you go out for Black Friday? You, now you're you love malls. I love uh, that is well documented. It's, it's on record. And you love to walk malls. Yeah, I go to the. the I'll just go to the mall just for the the experience. And in fact, why what, get why what, get what a, experience? Uh, just new products. It it, it just, not not the people watching or or the people watching and to see and to see the new products that are out. No, I normally go on hours where it's not like jam packed. Like in general. People are trying, you know, they go when it's like super busy. I'll go but, like like two o'clock on a Tuesday or whatever. But that's opposite of what most people go to the mall for. Most people now go to the mall for people watching, for socializing, because you can get a lot of that stuff on the internet now. Yeah, I think so. But I mean, I've. Cyber th- Monday. This is where I see it first. Like, because, you know, the internet basically caters to your wheelhole. So if they see, okay, you're buying, you know, this and that they're just like showing you more of that but when you go to the mall you get to you know see it all i'll I'll be in sections that i shouldn't be in (laughs) now it's cyber monday did you purchase anything uh yes i did what'd you get uh some um ll bean shearling boots the kind you can roll down and and, and show the fur okay and where 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 would you rock those where wouldn't i rock those i don't know any place the camera's at <laughs> it's it. Yeah, it, it, it's it's some floss joint. Cause see, normally when you get the bean boots, I'm not sure if everybody's up on 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 their duck boot styling. I'm sure not. But the duck boots, I'm the, about to be the, the the tongue on a on a on a traditional duck boot is stitched into the um the upper, so you can't really rock your your jeans or or whatever in in the tongue like you would do like a pair of basketball shoes because it's like. You know, it's sewn right in a circle. Not the shearlings. The shearlings have the regular tongue, mm-hmm. and you can fold. You can fold down mm-hmm. the, the top to to reveal the shearling. It's it's a very floss move when you can show the fur. Do you, Do you consider yourself a fashion icon? In the city, yes. That 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 just in the city limits. Well, I mean, I'm not nationally known. I mean, if 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 I was nationally known, yeah, it, it would it would be a problem. <laughs> so uh some jordans are coming out around this time the hype for jordans the retro jordans is pretty big with, with that's when you got to have the mall fights did you see oh, the yeah. ransack the, the the seattle um mm. nike outlet no i didn't <laughs> well, well, well it is just um it looks like a, a a hurricane hit um just a bunch of um orange shoe boxes Mm. It's crazy. Oh, I saw the. You talking about the picture? Yeah, yeah. Yes, I saw that. Yeah, I saw that. I mean, and you know, I'm not mad at them. By the way, those outlet mall Nike stores are the most crowded place you'll go on on a on a regular basis. Like some days you go in there, like on a weekend, it's like, like what's going on, really? Like, and it's not even licks to be had. Like, no, all that. I agree. I never go to the outlet malls. Now I know you. I know you found you found a loophole, didn't you? With the outlet mall? What's that? It was somewhere you were going. I think it was an outlet mall where you found stuff on clearance. Yeah, I, po- I, I used to, but but was that the polo store? Yeah, the polo outlet used to be be gravy, but the outlet game done dried up. In fact, here's why. Here what they're doing. They are the companies are actually making products for the outlets. So so you go into like a J Crew outlet, it'll say compared to. But it won't. It's not like a real item that would make it to the regular J Crew. It's like you're you're creating your own minor league clothing line, and 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 it's it's disingenuous. Is it a scam? 
it borders on scandal. It, it, it's at the very least um, deceiving, and 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 I call I called BS on it a couple years ago, and 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 let let the airwaves show that, that this is what's going on. Are they gonna make change? I don't know. <laughs> make these outlet malls great again? Well, you know the outlet malls are always like far enough from the city. Yeah, yeah, and that's where they get you because you're up there and you're like, man. If this was a local, you know, if this was close to the home, I'd just sleep on or whatever. But that's kind of like a, a, a figure in the room forcing you to make a purchase more so because you're like, man, do I want to spend another hour round trip to, um, you know, to get this 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 coach bag? <laughs> <laughs> that's the consideration. Well, on Black, uh, Black Friday, the Jordan True Blues came out. Okay. Um, I think today the Air Jordan 1 Top 3s came out. Okay. And then the Space Jams come out December tenth. Okay, they normally come out right before Thanksgiving. I mean, for for Christmas, so I guess that's a a good thing. I want to get them, but like, man, I don't I don't want to deal with the the BS. And so, you know, it's it's never easy. Oh, it's crazy now. And my my birthday is the third, so and nobody so, cares. So, so anybody nobody out, cares. Anybody out there, I'll be I'll be <laughs> I'll be twenty three. Ironically, <laughs> I'm gonna get you a gift at the outlet mall. Is that cool? <laughs> Well, speaking of twenty three, they've got the forty five on the back of these Space Jams. Okay. Yep. They always do something something small to make it different. That 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 that's completely inconsequential. <laughs> well, speaking of number forty five and number twenty three, let's play our jersey game. We are on episode number fifteen. Fifteen. Let's start off with baseball. Baseball was kind of difficult, but we do have the God George Foster. Oh yeah. <laughs> A lot of people don't don't know. It's a thing in baseball where you can be the best player in baseball for like a two or three year span, and then you're just gone from the planet. Such was the case with George Foster. I have met George Foster at least six times. <laughs> what? And yeah, so you not five, not six t- times, at least six. And I got a story behind this. Okay, break it down. If you if you ever get George Foster and Ken Griffey Senior in the same room. Hijinks go down. Oh my God! Ken Griffey <laughs> <laughs> Senior's stories about George Foster are are, are too good. I can, I'm, I can't even do him justice. I'm not even gonna tell the stories, but don't tease us. <laughs> I, so I've met George Foster at different local fundraisers here in Cincinnati. He's still in town. He's still in town. Okay. Oh, that's what's up. And every time I've seen him, now 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 keep in mind, it's the same fundraising group okay it's a group called talbert house okay here, gotcha. here locally yeah, yeah and and he's got someone has a tie with him that that gets him at these events he you know speaks he signs he's not a <clears throat> he's not a very sociable guy and, and not not i don't mean that in a mean way he's just he's just kind of quiet yeah every time i've met him he doesn't remember me <laughs> and so like damian lillard <laughs> the sixth time i saw him which was you know, maybe about four or five months ago where Ken Griffey Sr. came and spoke. Okay. I finally said to George Foster, I was like, this is the sixth time you've met me. <laughs> and he looked at me and went, okay. <laughs> he was like, and? I still don't remember yeah, you. Yeah. I was just like, okay. I was like, just next time I see you. You got you got to give yourself a crazy nickname or something. Like it's, it's, and tell him? Yeah, yeah. I just think he he gets both him and uh, when senior were there, they both got get crowded by that certain age group that still looks at them as like yeah the icons of, of the right. Era. Which yeah. I'm just like oh I, I've heard of you uh-huh. I know who you are I'm not 
you know. Well, it's funny because Griffey is so much more famous because of his son and, like, right. people forget about, you know, like, George Foster was, was, was like, MVP in 1977 yeah. or something. Like, like George Foster was, 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 was arguably the best player in baseball for a couple years. Yeah. But, like I said, that's how it goes down. Like, if you ever read, like, the list of MVPs or the list of, like, Cy Young Award winners, you'd be like, what? Like, Steve Bedrosian won – I don't know the, who the that is. The Cy Young Award. I mean, it's people who are like, you would not know them if they walked in, into this room. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like Dale Murphy was like the MVP for like three years straight. Like, Dale Murphy is kind of known, but not, you know. Right. Someone like Chipper Jones is 20 times more well-known than like Dale, Dale Murphy, who like was a dominant player for his time. So, quick, uh, 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 what's it, Dale Murphy. I got hip to Dale Murphy because of... Um, TBS. Okay, the Superstation. The games used to be on. Yeah, yeah. And and I, I watched him. I think he hit a home run one game. And baseball card collection, as we talked about before, yeah. was so big. And I had to have his baseball card. If they still played baseball on, on network television, I, I, I don't know. I, I think the sport would still be, be popping they, like that. But They, they had the Cubs were on WGN. Yeah. But, I mean, when, when the Reds were on, on – I don't know, Channel 5, mm-hmm. that's when, like, you know, like every team, I just knew knew their players. Like, oh, okay. And, you know, you knew the pitchers. Like, oh, man, like the Pasquale Perez is p- pitching against the Reds. Right. It might be tough. Right. That's a different different, yeah. different ball game. Who who else do you have for number 15? Mm, that's about it in baseball. I mean, I'm sure you, you might have somebody. Um, you got anybody else? Um, Beltron. Okay. That's about <laughs> it. I thought there were, there might have been a pitcher. I don't know if like Mark Langston or somebody had number number fifteen back in the eighties, nineties, whatever. But yeah, it's not um not super huge. Nope, that's that's all I have. Let's go to uh, let's let's jump right into football. Uh, football is the quarterbacks of fifteen aren't really that that dominant. You had um, Vince Ferragamo, who uh, who um. <laughs> led led the Rams. Uh, if you have a name like that, you you have to do something like big. Yeah, I mean the the best would probably be um, Bart Starr. The um, was that uh, Green Bay Packers? Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he yeah, was yeah. the one that got got the Lombardi championships in. Yeah, yeah. Um, Jeff Hostetler. That was in the sixties, wasn't it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Jeff Hostetler led um, um, the Giants to the. Um, Super Bowl title in in the the game that the Bills missed the the field goal uh-huh. and he replaced um, Phil Sims so that was a big one and right now probably the best fifteen is um, Brandon Marshall who probably will end up a Hall of Famer he's been kind of a journeyman and uh, mm-hmm. had some difficulties he's got like um, borderline personality disorder I think so he he's kind of don't we all through that <laughs> <laughs> who else you got. Uh, that's it for football. You got anybody else? Bro, you going to forget the God? Tim Tebow? No, Tim, oh, I guess. And, Come on, man. The God. Man. Tim Tebow, Tim, Mario. Tim Tebow's not the guy. <laughs> and, and locally, the, the the late Chris Henry, I guess that, that's oh, the, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The, the joint. Yeah. Yep, yep. All right, let's go on to hoops. Uh, we got um, early Carmelo. Yep. So that that, that gets us to the, the Syracuse age when he um, – as a freshman, one and done, led to the title, and then the um, Nuggets years, and um, Earl Monroe. Yep, that's right. Yeah, for the, the Knicks, uh, right? For the Knicks, yeah. Yep. The, the the pearl. 
Yep. Earl Monroe had had, had the the, the live the livest floor game in history. His his his, his just straight his spin game was, was so hard. <laughs> and then vertically, Vince Carter. So I think the best dunker of all time. I would have said that definitively a couple years ago, but 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 Zach Levine is starting to starting to, to do a lot of a lot of nastiness. He did the three sixty from right inside the free throw from, line the other day. Yeah, that that that's been a dunk that people have been talking about. Could that be done? And and now I think it's you know, I mean he did it right. Yeah, he did. Yeah, so I mean, well, there you go. What else you have? Hmm. Is Demarcus Cousin number fifteen? Yeah, I was waiting. Yeah, he is. I was waiting for Mario to chime in. Mario, turn your mic on. We we got to have you chime in. Your guy, Demarcus Cousin, number fifteen. Top ten. <laughs> We're gonna talk about him in a little bit, Mario. Uh, Metal World Peace. Okay. He wore. Tons he wore a of bunch numbers. of numbers. Yeah. Uh, who else? Anybody else? Mm, no one's coming to nah, mind. Yeah. Early Spreewell, but yeah, yeah, the yeah that, that's State. the Spreewell I like. Yeah, I like I like um, Golden State Spreewell the best. Let's dive into a little bit of NBA talk in the East. At the top, the Cavs are in first place. The Raptors are in second place, and my Chicago Bulls are in third place. And Glenn Riley's Sixers. I'm gonna say Glenn Riley's Sixers because you trust the I'm process. Fine, I'm fine with that. They're four and thirteen, not bad. Still trusting the process. Hey, like uh, Embiid, Embiid's per 48, 40 minute stats are just crazy. You you think he's going to be the real deal? Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's any question. If 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 he's healthy, it's you know like all these cats like like Greg Oden, Sam Bowie, um. Bill Walton, if 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 they're healthy, they're, they're putting up numbers. Like people want to want to claim cats as bust because they were injured, and it's like that's not necessarily fair. So yeah, if Embiid is healthy, Embiid's a beast. I was at a uh, I was at an NBA game, and um, Sam Bowie to my sat in front of me to my right, uh-huh. and <laughs> everybody was just like dogging on him, whispering. That's 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 horrible. <laughs> they, had like, a, they had a good little documentary how much, on him. Yeah, how much? How much does that guy get? Like, I feel like Greg Oden gets the same thing because I saw Greg Oden at the Ohio State uh, UC football game a couple years ago at the at the uh, Horseshoe. Yeah, and just even the Ohio State fans were just dogging on. Him. What a problem is you're seven foot tall, so you can't like avoid it. Like, well, they were listen hold, real, real quick. Yeah, they were. It wasn't like that was those were bad picks. Yeah, that's what I keep telling people. I'm like. Sam Bowie was, a, I wouldn't say it was a no-brainer, but I don't think you went away and went, ah, that's crazy. Well, you had Drexler. So you had someone who was in Jordan's role, right. essentially. And I would tell you, like, people want to act like like Michael Jordan was was such a, uh, a, you know, a college player that people thought was unquestionably hidden and that just is not the case like Michael Jordan was a great college player by any measure but Michael Jordan was not a top five player in college basketball in the 90s I I would agree with that I think what really put him to the next level was his Olympic yeah the the Olympic was off the hook and that got people talking like okay like because it when it was almost like like 
they broke it out the box. Because I remember 84, like, saying, like, it's like that? Yeah. Because, you know, I was up on Michael Jordan all through his junior year in um, college. And, I mean, he was live. And he was one of the players that you wanted to watch because of, you know, just, just his style of play. But you'd watch a Carolina game, and, and he wouldn't, like, really get loose like that. Like, he'd break out for maybe, like, 18 points or whatever, and mm-hmm. Dean Smith was passing the ball around, and Sam Perkins was putting up just as good numbers and Big stuff. And it, wasn't, it wasn't really – but, you know, like – Sam Bowie and Greg Oden being seven foot, like no one goes to like Dewan Wagner and just like, oh, that 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 dude was supposed to be a lot better, right? And it's like, yeah, Dewan right. Wagner had like an illness, and he he would have been the building block in place when LeBron got got drafted. Had he not, um, I forget, it was something weird, like I don't know, like a pancreas issue or something crazy. I don't I don't remember, but yeah. All right, in the West, in first place is Golden State. They're actually fifteen and two. The Spurs are in second place at fourteen and three, and the Clippers have fallen to third place at fourteen and four. The Clippers were in first place, yeah, and I, they dropped. You, and you said you talked about my guy CP three, and you said CP is going to start yelling at people and, and start punching people in the nuts. Who, by the way, the Clippers played the Pacers yesterday, and a couple of my buddies went and hooked up Matt with tickets. And you hook- can't tell Matt nothing about he, he'll post CP three stats if if if. if <laughs> Or a lie. It could just be like a normal game. Like, like it'll be CP3 could get his exact um, um, season average, and he'll post it up. Like, like, <laughs> like, yeah, 18, <laughs> 18, 10, and four. Listen, like, <laughs> listen. If it, if it from Matt's standpoint, Chris Paul rides with corporate gear. Okay, and and Chris Paul has has rocked corporate gear, put it on his IG page. I'd rock with CP too if oh, I'm yeah, Matt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't take nothing away from it. Plus, I, I root for CP. Like I, I know his story and stuff, and I mean, he's a super good dude. Does a lot, lot of oh, definitely. Know, just, just, you, just off the hook, nice things. Like, like, like far beyond the call of duty that that you know you would expect like a normal N- NBA player. I'm just saying he punches people in the nuts too much. <laughs> <laughs> That's my only well, beef with you, CP. Other than that, you know. Well, let me tell you this. I, I tell you this just quick story. When I was in L.A. and I met CP3 after the Clippers game. By the way, this is Chris Paul. <laughs> You're so, a complete idiot. It, I, I see him after the game, and, you know, I've, I've never met him before, and he's good friends with with my friend Jamal Lucas. Okay. And when you know how it is with celebrities sometimes. You, you have to oh, – your, your, your approach and – how you say initially, how you say hi will dictate sometimes how they treat you moving forward. Yeah, yeah. So you you know you can't act like a stan, and you you know you have to be you know you have to be a little bit cool. So not me. Um. So CP comes out. Blake Griffin like walked by us, and uh, who else walked by us? Doc Rivers. <gasps> he walked by us, and then CP comes out, and we're in the back, and uh, Jamal's like, "Hey, this is my buddy. You know, meet you, whatever." And Man, CP acted like he knew me for like ten years. Oh wow, he's just that cool. Yeah, he was yeah. Like, oh, what's up, man? What's up? He was like, hey, let's uh, let's go out to the to the parking area. So okay. we go out to the parking area and just and uh, just chill. He was he was cool. Man, he stood there about fifteen minutes. I told you he he, he tried to he asked me if I needed a ride to my car. Oh wow. I t- tell you that story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just like he's like, hey, you you need a ride? And I'm like, ah, I just parked two streets over from the Staples Center. He's like, no, 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 jump jump in. I'll I'll take you. I'm like, Okay. Yeah, that's what's up. Yeah, yeah, he was he was definitely super oh, cool. Oh, that's, that's cool. Um, and then before you left, he punched you in your nuts. <laughs> <laughs> get get out the car. Well, well, here's the other thing too. Like with with all social media going on, you you know you kind of wonder how these celebrities um, act 
towards the social media and being on people's social media that they don't necessarily know. Yeah. And so, you know, I'm on Snapchat, and Glenn, this is something, Snapchat, that you're going to be on soon because I'm going to make sure you, you, you get on Snapchat. Don't make that face. Uh, I'm getting you on Snapchat. Okay. So uh, I ended up Snapchatting with, you know, I had uh, CPM on Snapchat, blah, 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 and he was super cool with that. Like, I, I had my phone out. And I was like, uh, sh- should I? And then somebody else like was Snapchat, and I was like, okay, I'm good. And so he jumped on in, and he was okay. He was he was super cool. I did the mannequin challenge. <laughs> so let me jump into the NBA leaders okay. with points. And Mario, you need to pay attention to this. Anthony Davis is leading the NBA at 31.6. Russell Westbrook is at 31.2. DeRozan is at 30.2. Harden is at 28.9. And Mario's DeMarcus Cousins is in fifth at 28.3. Top 10 player in the NBA, Mario, right? Top 10. Top 10. Where's Paul George at? He is not in the top 30. Man, that doesn't sound like MVP numbers at all. It's only November. Only November. Only only a fifth of the season has been played. Mario, any thoughts on uh, Paul George? Why why is he not in the the – the top thirty. When I looked at the list, yeah, we've 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 almost gotten to a quarter of the season games now. It's November. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I know the month. <laughs> I'm gonna leave that alone because we have more we have more to come from Mario. Oh, don't we? <laughs> Let's jump into the NFL Week 12 in the AFC East. The Pats are nine and two. In the North, the Ravens are six and five. The Bengals are three and seven. And I ask you this every week, Glenn: Should the Bengals? Fire Marvin Lewis. The chance have started. They should. They should. They should. Um, fire. Um, Mike Nugent. <laughs> True. How about the? How about the Ravens kicker? Oh man, that guy. Like you. You. You get to the fifty and you're good. What What's crazy is there's so many missed, you know, extra points and field goals going on, and this dude's just this coming dude, out this, just this, like this routine hitting fifties. Like like man, crazy. Yeah, he he he's the Steph Curry of NFL kickers. <laughs> Do do you fire Marvin Lewis? You avoided the question. No, I mean you're losing these games because you don't have AJ Green and and Gio Bernard. So there. So you keep him. You bring Marvin back next year. You've made five consecutive. I mean, a case can be made either way. But I'm saying that the Bengals made the playoffs five consecutive years. And not too many teams in the NFL can say that. So there's a natural rate of attrition in which you continually to get lower draft picks and other teams continue to get higher draft picks that, you know, eventually cycles out. But I'm saying have A.J. Green and Tyler Eifert and Gio Bernard all been playing this whole season, I think their record is different because those weapons depend on each other for the focus of the defense. So I forgets loose in the, you know, the Bengals are basically a bad red zone team this year after being very good in the red mm-hmm. zone last year. And that's basically because you could, when you didn't have Eifert in there, you would just focus on green. But when you have both, you know, things start to pick up. And then we play like the toughest schedule in the first like five or six weeks. So that's why the record looks like it is. These games right now, like we win the Ravens game if we're fully healthy, I believe. Okay. But, you know, we're not, so we didn't. And that's probably going to go on throughout the next four or five games. So I don't think it's going to be a good season. I don't think we're making the playoffs. But 
I can't necessarily say that that's his fault. Like, you know, the the Bengals defense played well. You just had a kicker that's routinely making 50-yard kicks, and your kicker is missing field goals and extra points. Yeah. All right, so you keep Marvin Lewis. All right. I'll ask you the same thing next week. <laughs> what if they win? <laughs> I'll ask you the same thing. In the AFC South, Texans are 6-5. and five, The AFC West, the Raiders. The Raiders. 9-2. and two. In the NFC East, the Cowboys are 10-1. and one. And as we talk about Chris Paul, he and the entire, almost the entire Clippers team showed up to the Cowboys game. Oh, okay. Did you see that? No. What's, what's their, their connection with that? Their connection is almost every black person above 30 is a Cowboys fan. Really? What is up with that? Like, I don't know. I didn't. I, I've known a bunch of Steelers fans, man, but I don't. Man, you've got. But here, here's the deal. Here, I'll tell you the deal with a lot, lot of stuff. They or their parents were bandwagon '70s fans, and that's what you end up getting. Like all these Steelers fans, you you can tell because, like you know, Bobby who was in there in here a, a few weeks ago, is a big 49ers fan because he's a child of the '80s. Yeah. So you're just picking the the team of the decade. That you know what I'm saying, and but the Cowboys, they had two runs, so you get the bandwagon um, Cowboys fans of the mm-hmm. '70s, but then you get the bandwagon Cowboys fans of the '90s, so so it it doubles down. What are just so many? You've got you've got CP3, you've got LeBron, yeah. who's a big Cowboys fan. Um, you've got uh, Charlemagne the God. You got Jay Z, who's a diehard Cowboys fan. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, you didn't know Jay-Z was? I thought he was a Giants fan. No. Oh, wow. Jay-Z's ride or die Cowboys. Really? Big time. Yep. Wow. Absolutely. I don't, I don't understand it. Yeah. There's 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 an interview of him talking about his Cowboys, and he said because growing up, his dad okay. was a big Cowboys fan. Yeah, that's, that's what, what was fan. on TV. It, yeah. Yep. So anyway, yeah, CP was there, and the uh, Cowboys are 10-1. and one. Mario's Eagles. Five and five. Five and five. Well, you know, Mario's no stranger to to disappointment. <laughs> but how's it disappointment? You're not gonna make the playoffs. But how's it disappointment? It's a young team, rookie quarterback. Yeah, yeah. First year head coach. Yeah, well, you know, the the there, there seems to be defense though. How's seems it, there's another team in your division with with a rookie quarterback too. So you're gonna have to contend with him for the next I don't know 15 years, and so far. He's ten and one, and yours is five and five. But how many times have we seen a quarterback have a good year and then just fall off? I.e. RG three. Well, I mean that was because of injury. Are you predicting the same thing? Dak doesn't run like RG three did. But I'm just saying. Well, I'm just saying you're you're at the bottom of your, your division. Look at Andrew Luck. He was hot for a while. And yeah, now he just he kind of fell off. No one thinks Andrew Luck is is a flash in the pan. No, which he's I don't think he is either. Well, but there I'm you just have it. He fell off. He he fell off because of of zero weapons and, and and put like this, everybody on the open market. Where does Andrew Luck go amongst quarterbacks right now? Probably still first. No, I don't know about that. Yeah, because about age. You you're not gonna pay. Brady's a better quarterback, but he's not gonna get picked ahead of of Andrew Luck, who's twenty six. He's twenty seven. Well, whatever. You know what I'm saying. Hey, speaking of RG three, did you see that he got robbed? Yeah, that's crazy. After the game, I think it's like his wallet or, or I don't know what it was, like money out of his car. Or, I don't know. I haven't who, gotten the full details. Who leaves but money in their car? I know a lot of people that Robert do that. Robert Griffin's not not very street savvy. In the NFC North, 
the Detroit Lions, who you were just talking about a few minutes ago, are seven and four. Yeah, no one believes in that. Nope. NFC South, the Falcons are seven and four, and in the NFC West, the Seahawks are seven and three. Took a, I, took an L. I say we just skip to the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, it's it's been a bad season as far as like once you eliminate the elite teams, the middle class is just like no one wants to see it. Right. It's just like, come on. And the ratings are down because of Colin Kaepernick, right? Exactly. <laughs> no no other no other reason I can I can consider the ratings That's it. it bounced back mightily after after the elections have been over. Uh-huh. But, but but I'm still gonna blame Colin Kaepernick because you know, <laughs> I don't like I don't like someone sitting down doing the anthem. It's not the way I was raised. Mm. And we're gonna we're gonna get a little bit uh, into uh, Kaepernick a little bit more about the T-shirt he wore, yeah, with uh, Malcolm X and Fidel Castro, who recently passed away. But let's talk a little bit about NCAA football, the game. That's right, Ohio State, Michigan. So I was thinking about this as I was driving in, and uh, I saw Mario. Uh, what was it, Mario? Saturday night, I saw you um, after the game. And you didn't want to talk. You had, you. <laughs> Mario was like, I don't even want to talk about it. Oh, wow. I, respe- I respected it, though, didn't I, Mario? I didn't talk about it. Now, I'm not an Ohio State fan, so you weren't going to get anything from me. You gave me space. Let's let's talk about the game. Uh, Glenn, why don't you go ahead and uh, – and, and by the way, I, and I wasn't cheering for either team. Great, great football game. It's exactly what I think everybody wanted to see. It's what I wanted to see for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, Mario, I'm just want to say first of all, um, you know, just just come on home. You you you, li- you live in Ohio. <laughs> I, there's there's no reason there's no reason not not to be a, a Ohio State fan. It, it's a, another senior class uh, of Wolverines will graduate, um, not knowing what it's like to defeat the the, the Buckeyes. Um, the fact that it was close probably hurts more. The fact that um. Jim Harbaugh um, complains about about bad calls, but but he himself was was, was responsible for a, a unsportsmanlike um, fifteen yard uh, call his, his own self. Um, it just goes to show that in every facet, Ohio State is just a a, a little bit better. Um, is Jim Harbaugh a great coach? Yeah, sure. Is he Urban Meyer? No, he's not. Uh, does Michigan have great recruits? Yeah, sure. Do they have Ohio State recruits? Uh, no, they do not. Is um is Wilton Spath a a, a quality quarterback? Yeah, sure he is. Is he J T. Barrett? No, he is not. Uh, you know you you you. I have, can see steam coming out of Mario's you have ears. a situation in which um, Jabril Peppers clearly, clearly would have been your best running back had he played running back, but you put him at linebacker. In which he's effective, but he's not dominant. He probably makes you know as many tackles as the next guy. I, I thought those Wisconsin cats got after it a little bit harder against the Buckeyes than than, than he did. But you know, I feel like um, you know the conservative play calling um, on, on behalf of um, the Wolverines did you no favors, and. You know what? What can be said? Uh, All right, let's let's we let, let's, we, we, we put out another victory in epic fashion, and and you know Mario, your time to chime in. God loves a Buckeye. Mario, Mario's shaking his head and he, and he's turning away from the microphone. Mario, 
any thoughts on the game? I, I really want to hear what you have to say. No comment. No further. <laughs> okay. Hey, we'll, we'll we'll leave that alone. We we will leave that alone. Let, let's talk a little bit about the landscape of the playoffs. Well, first of all, I just want to say, um, Michigan is creating an environment of um, creating excuses. What's the playoffs look like? Uh, and I'll, I'll just leave you with this. Much like your name, Mario, it begins with an M, but it ends in a no. To the playoffs. <laughs> uh, it looks like Michigan is out, which 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 pleases me. Um, there's a lot of scenarios that can go down. The most likely is that we get Bama one, Ohio State two, Clemson three, and or two that could flip according to uh, what goes down, and Washington four. And I, I think that those are. By far the 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 best teams, I think you know. Does the because those uh, are the one loss teams. Now, does the undefeated the team. Big Ten championship have any effect with uh, Penn as Penn State Wisconsin? Correct. Yeah. It, so it could Penn State because, wins. Yeah that that could hurt Ohio State, or you could get two Big Ten teams in, but that probably is not going to happen. What comes down to it is that it's very tough to put a two loss team in ahead of a one loss team. Because, you know, in a season in which you have 12 games, one loss is, I mean, that's a large percentage difference. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's like, you know, your your rec- your percentage-wise winning record is like 93 to like 84 or something. So it's like, you know, it's a large jump. So Now, now Mario, do you, do you have Michigan in the playoff? No. You have them out? Yep. Yeah, I mean, if enough mayhem goes down, Michigan would have a case. Um, but it's doubtful. Like I said, if, if all the favorites win, it's probably going to stand the way it stands. And it's weird because you could make a case that Michigan should be behind Wisconsin and Penn State because they lost the latter game. Like if you're the number three team and you lose to the number two team, you normally go back more than two spaces, but it is what it is. They, they'll probably – the winner of the conference will probably move up a spot, but I don't see how they can eclipse Washington or Clemson. And Ohio State's really in a good position because out of all the four teams that play, they're the ones that don't have to play an extra game. So no one's getting injured. You know, It's just, it's just time for, for drinking and frivolity. Now, on a sad note – On a sad note. Today – on Ohio State's campus, it appears to be there were multiple people involved in attacks on the campus. I think it went down like maybe late afternoon. Yeah, and I'm not I'm not sure how it started, but I heard that a guy was driving a car on campus, and he drove his car towards a bunch of students that were walking, and then he jumped up and he started attacking him, attacking them with a knife. Yeah, that's what it was weird because they were saying it was an active shooter, but I mean, I don't know what that even means if somebody has a knife. Like, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I guess they're still putting all the reports together, but yeah. I, I started. And I've got a lot of kids I know that go to Ohio State, and I started texting all of them, and thankfully everybody responded. And yeah. one, one kid said, <laughs> which was kind of crazy, is they they cornered one of the guys in a parking garage. Okay, and the kid I text Zach, Zach said my car is in that parking garage. Okay. 
And what a selfish kid to be thinking about his car when lives are. No, he was going to go to his car. Yeah, I got and you. another kid said he had an eleven thirty class, and you know he was going to get up and go to his class, but for whatever reason, he was going to skip today. Oh yeah, well I think classes were, were canceled. No, no, no. He was when he woke up. Oh, you was. Oh, he, he determined he, already, he was skipping he already, class. He, well, I, well I, he's a person of interest. <laughs> Yeah, so that's just that's un, that's unfortunate, and, yeah. and, it, and it sounds like most of the people that were attacked are gonna be okay. Yeah, well, um, there again with the gun control. Now people want to say what they want to say, but if he's got a gun, do eight people get injured? No, eight people die, or seven people die, right. or 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 thirty people die. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it's it's quite a different thing when someone go goes batty with a knife. Uh, compared to when someone goes batty with a with a submachine gun. Now, on the flip I side, I think we can all agree. On the flip <laughs> side, what's going to be the conservative stance on this? The only way to stop a good guy with a a bad guy with a knife is a, is a good, good guy, guy with, with a, a knife. Yeah, it's some some. I don't know. Well, interesting. I think I think the attackers. I believe they're uh, are they Muslim? Uh, no. They said they were complained about. Muslims on campus, so I don't know. Okay, I, yeah, so I, I, yeah, I haven't seen the reports on if they are, but I yeah, this I mean, uh, CNN's on as we speak, so we're kind of getting headlines halfway, but but yeah, that's what it's saying right now. But yeah, I don't I don't think that they were were Muslim themselves. I think they were upset about Muslims. So yeah, well, to, to jump back to college football real quick, I want to mention two things. One, my Cincinnati Bearcats finished the season four and eight. Not bowl eligible, but, obviously. But everything's falling in line for that that Charlie Strong pick. I sure, I sure hope so. And and I'm not sure how they're going to handle the Tuberville deal. They they've they've almost they're almost in a situation where they have to get rid of him. It's just a matter of when they do it. I think it's a 2.5 million buyout before December or something, and then after it goes to 1.5 or something or other. So I think they're probably going to just wait that out. It's lining up for Charlie Strong, I think. Yeah, well, I mean, if, if if you wait too long, though, I mean, I don't know to to what degree, um, other programs of, of similar size are looking for a coach that would be, you know, that he would be a fit for. So it's gonna right. be interesting. Well, I think he's he's almost has to build build himself back up, his brand back up. Yeah, I think Cincinnati would be a good a good place for him to do that. And I'm totally comfortable. And there are Bearcat fans that are not comfortable with this, but I'm comfortable with them going out. We've talked about this and hiring coaches that are young and hungry. Yeah. You're here three, whatever years. And then you're off. We bring in the next young guy. Uh That formula worked before. Yeah. And I'm like, but I mean, it just takes the, the problem is I don't know if you ever really get your momentum on that because you're so dependent on, the next guy being as good as the last guy. And I think we kind of struck lightning in the bottle that we were able to go like three for three with, you know, Dan Tony and, and Kelly, and, Kelly and, Jones. and yeah. And Jones, all, all of who lost <laughs> who had horrible years this year. And I was going to bring that up. They might but, universally be fired. Well, Dan, Dan Tony's not, but, yeah, Dan but, Tony but, but, but Kelly and Jones are, are, are on the hot seat for real. Yeah, no doubt about it. Yeah, and I mean Notre Dame had just a horrific season. Terrible. Yeah, I'm I'm so glad that they're gonna be resuming the rivalry at Michigan. That that that's always a fun thing because um, right off the bat, 
one of the the, the most entitled friend uh, <laughs> schools in college football will have a loss it by, by by week two. So right. I always look forward to that game. Do you think Kelly gets fired at the end of the season? I don't know. That's such a bad that that's the worst Notre Dame season since. I don't. I think that may have been even worse than um, the the Charlie Weiss years, and and those were some some bad seasons. So, I don't really? really know what to make of it. Like like, why are they so bad? Like they they've they've got top ten recruiting throughout. Yeah. So so you can't really. It's such a weird thing because they play a, a schedule that when they're good, their schedule looks looks easy, but when they're bad, their schedule looks hard. Like, right. Like a team like Navy, ain't no joke. You know what I'm saying? Like Navy can 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 make come up. By the way, the the Army Navy game comes up next yeah, week. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So but, I I I've got a problem with some of the Bearcat fans that were on Twitter the other night. Do you now? I do, <laughs> and I'm gonna tell you why. Because for years, they have dogged Brian Kelly for the way he left the University of Cincinnati. You're shaking your head, Mario. Am I right? I mean, they dogged him. And now now listen, I don't know. I've heard from inside people. Different things that occurred with him leaving, which report the reports of how he left were different to the public through media, but I heard different things. So anyway, whatever, whatever. And there was a report after the uh, Notre Dame game when they lost that Kelly's agent was exploring other options. Did you see that? Did you see that, Mara? And so immediately on Twitter, I started seeing Bearcat fans say, I'd be comfortable if Kelly came back. Okay. And I'm talking about the same people that drug him through the gr- – and, and during this season, we're tweeting they were happy he was losing. Yeah. But now they're happy if he'd come back. Well, that's the way it works. It's like if your your ex-girlfriend finds – if you still like your ex-girlfriend, you're bothered by her being with another dude. But if she comes back to you, you're like, okay, well, we can, you know, we'll, 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 we can see about this. Yeah. Which which we're gonna we're gonna talk something about that a little bit later about uh about ex girlfriends. <laughs> ex yeah, ex wives too. Okay. Oh we're, yeah, that's right. We're, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get into that. One last thing I wanna say, and I've gotta admit this on uh on air, because I promised I would. Okay. My Florida Gators lost to Florida State and I made a couple bets and I gotta own up to that. One of them is I have to go on to Twitter and change my profile pic to uh Seminal. Uh, uh, it's a seminal like crushing a gator or something I, like that. that. Yeah, yeah. So I've got I've got to post that, and I and I'm here to say that watching that Florida Florida State game, and, and and trust me, I'm not here to say that Florida has the greatest offense in the world, but Florida State's defense was as good a defense as I've seen all year from the start to the end of the game, and their defense was incredible. You apparently well, you'll be seeing a better one next week. I I you know what. It, they could be, but for that one game, from the start to the finish, what was the final they score? Were incredible. Um, it was. Uh, God, what was the final score? It was like thirty. It was like look it up, Marl. Thirty to thirteen or something okay. like that. Wait. We had a, we had a chance at the end. It wasn't they they scored, but we had a chance at the end where we were down, and um, Florida State fumbled. Okay, so. You know, and we had good we had good position. We we score. Florida Gators score. We're down a field goal. Then we're we're down a field 13. goal. What was it? Thirty one thirteen. Okay, that's what I thought it was. But anyway, you'll be the, lucky to get thirteen against Alabama. Oh, it, it'll definitely it'll definitely be a tough game. And, and and the Gators, what what hurts them too is um they're not 
extremely talented offensively, but they've got guys hurt, which then yeah, puts double, them even. Double fit. Oh yeah, it's it's it it could get. But you know what, Saban. That's what Marvin Lewis is going through. But 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 there's 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 no there's no there's no excuses being made for. It. But I'm um, tell you, something you think the about Gators Saban, should hire Marvin Marvin Lewis? Is that what you're saying? No, no, <laughs> we do not. The Gators do not need Marvin Lewis. Yeah. So 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 anyway, we're we're gonna um we're gonna we're gonna segue out of college football. One thing that I want to talk about is the craziness that's going on with Kanye West. Yeah. Glenn. And they're they're different. They're they're different things going on. Some people are saying that Kanye West's latest, you know, whatever you want to call it, going crazy at a, at the concert, cutting it short. Um, apparently he, he supposedly got in a fight with somebody at a gym and then <laughs> they rush him to the hospital and now he's, he's receiving mental help. And there's some people that are saying he's doing this on purpose because his insurance policy that's tied to this, to his concerts, which he's canceled the rest of them. He still, he doesn't lose money. Okay. He still receives money. So people are saying, oh, he's doing this for insurance purposes. Okay. What are your thoughts? Uh, I don't think he would be doing it for insurance purposes, but I mean, there's a legit chance that there's something wrong with him. And you think? And, 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 and I think that's where, where, where we're at right now. I mean, you know, mental health is, is a real issue. And I mean, it is, I was telling somebody the other day, like there was, um, maybe, you know, a couple weeks before that happened, there was, um, I don't know what it was. Maybe, um, you know, like an interview, like as he was walking someplace, like going you know, like to the airport or something, or where she was surrounded by people and they were like asking him questions about like the Yeezys or something just uh-huh. kind of trivial. But the scene was so bizarre that, that I had to like almost feel like if this was the life that I was living, how could I be sane? If people are like, you know, asking me questions of like, Cause, Cause, you assume that you're you're super important. You know what I'm saying? Like, if people just ask you questions about, you know, they wanted your take on everything, um, much like this podcast. <laughs> but, <laughs> but but if someone just did that, like like twenty four seven, you'd be right. like, well, I'm I'm the most important person in the world. Right. Like, like like the right. media is 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 wrecking their car to get get to me to ask me how I feel about Donald Trump. So, you know, after a while, that kind of like. How could I not have like like these grandeur illusions? Like I'm I'm that dude. And then I saw his interview uh, right around the same time with um, I think it's Surface Magazine. I forget the magazine, but it's it's a you go to the website and it's just the interview just starts or whatever. And it's like, a it's a video interview. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it's I mean they, they have it's in print as well if you want to read it. But it's it's really interesting. Like all Kanye interviews are interesting, and he says a lot of things that that are 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 that that feel true but at the same time it's kind of like like he'll become like weirdly aggravated like someone who is you know like this magazine is is clearly um you're doing them a favor by being at the interview so the interviewer is not going to antagonize you yet they'll ask him something and this might be 
in a way that he'll almost feel like that that's offensive. Like they ask him something about like, mm-hmm. like why does he feel like his art can like, you know, like change the world or, or just the art period can change the world. And he kind of like got offended by it. And it was just like, dude, this person is not trying to, to, to come at you. But and, I, th- I think that's, he, he feels like every interview he does, there has to be something in it that's controversial that, that, that goes viral. Like, I feel like if he had a normal sit-down interview, think yeah. about it. I mean, just think about the last – you got Sway. You got Charlemagne when Charlemagne was, was calling him out for Yeezus. Yeah. You, you've got the um, – what's the one guy's name? Lowe. Uh, oh, Zane Lowe. Zane Lowe. What, his interviews drive me nuts. Um, that one. But, what, you like mean, Zane but- Lowe? Yeah, I mean, I haven't seen a bunch of them, but the ones I've seen, I, well, he, I get down. He interrupt. He he interrupts people. Like I'm not here to hear you talk. I'm here to hear the person you're interviewing. Zane Lowe has just as much information as the artist, but I don't care about his information. I like what when he said, um, um, you know, hip hop's been whatever. He's like, it's been like that for me. He's like, it's been like that for a minute, Eddie Slamane. I, I I can't I can't rock with dude. But yeah, anyway, but, so but but I still feel like every interview he does. But I mean, Kanye, I don't think he. he I think that's just who he is. I don't think he's calculating doing that. I think that's so I think just kind of. Uh, I mean, but, but you just you just said that he just went off, and you're like, dude, why are you why are you going off? But I mean, but I think that that is a sign of of maybe his issues. I don't think that was a, I don't think that's him staging a, an incident for an interview to become more publicized than than it are. Like you know, Kanye West saying he's doing an interview. Is going to draw X amount of attention, regardless. And I mean, and they're always going to ask him questions that that his answers are going to be. You know what I'm saying? Like if, if someone's told you, I have a half an hour interview with Michael Jordan. Certainly, even even if he's just given the most bland and vanilla answers possible, he's going to say something worth. You know, if the questions are good enough, he's going to have some answers that are going to make a headline. They'd be like, oh, he's. But but did he, I mean he didn't have to go off on sway. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. But that's because he may, he may or not, may not be crazy, is what I'm saying. I, but I'm saying that I think because so I'm agreeing everyone, he's crazy, but he's doing that on. I think he's doing. You're, you're saying but that everyone would do that then. Like everybody would just be like, "Oh, well, I'm going to the Breakfast Club today. Let me act. Let me do something wild." I think some people do that. But I mean, but I think some people are are, are you got Birdman, you got. But Birdman was, was 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 legitimately getting salty at like like Charlemagne makes those interviews wild because he's coming at them and they're not used to being came after. Fredro wasn't it Fredro? I did. I Monix, you didn't see that one? No. Oh, that one was that one was a classic one. But so here was another thing. I was having a, a discussion with somebody, and I want to ask your opinion if you think at some point Kanye. Uh, and, I, and I don't mean just just musically, but just all around, things will start to decline for Kanye at some point. I mean, it's just going to happen. Do you think he'll be able to handle that? And the discussion I had with someone is, Kanye would probably, and I hate to say this, but drive his car off of a bridge at that point. <laughs> you mean literally or, or metaphorically? Like, no, <laughs> literally. Like he would kill himself. And I, and I hate to say that, but oh, wow. I feel like he would be a guy that couldn't stand not being relevant. Yeah. And he would go, you know what? I've done what I've done at this point. It's time for me to go. I'd hate to say that. I, I don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I, I believe he values his life. And I mean, that, that's one thing to having like kids 
probably grounds you more that that you wouldn't do it just on the basis of that plus it would it would render a lot of his his proclamations about about himself kind of moot if you just take yourself out the picture like there's always a question of like I don't believe Kanye doesn't believe what he says I think he believes what he says and that's what makes it kind of um, empowering and also makes it kind of like at the same time like ridiculous mm-hmm. because he will equate something like like making a shoe to like changing the world right and it's like yeah I get it if you can make a, a, a cool shoe for $20 that it would change on some level the the economic structure of of you know the inner cities but it's like that's not gonna happen because people always gotta know oh you got a $20 shoe and my mom got me a $200 shoe so you know like like people aren't gonna fall into your idea of a fashionable uniformity on just to debunk one of his his potential notions of, of why he should be given the keys to like you know old navy <laughs> right so you, you don't you don't think when he becomes not as relevant well i mean i haven't seen how many other people have ever committed suicide off i don't think he's gonna be broke no i'm not saying that that's what i know but, but i'm saying but but that would be like he's still going to be locked into a certain brand of relevance and and that's one thing that I always thought was savvy about his move into like the 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 fashion world and even the art world is that there's a lot larger um you know lifespan that that you can you can still you know you can still be a relevant artist at like 70 you can't be a relevant uh, a re- relevant rapper at 70 right s- seemingly you know right. what i'm saying so that's kind of a LL Cool J will be, <laughs> <laughs> but that's like a live pivot to make. Like that's one of the things that I like about being being like artists that like you could break out. Like your best work might be like like Frank Lloyd Wright's best work was like literally like in his seventies, and it was like crazy. Like man, like like this cat killing him. But you know, like no one's going to entrust like a a fifty million dollar project to like a, a twenty five year old. So so you're saying that that Kanye the way he has things set up that he won't be non-relevant to the point where he feels like he needs to yeah commit suicide or something yeah i mean i i mean i don't i don't think i could ever predict someone to commit suicide like 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 unless they just had some well he's admitted he's had i'm not not saying this now but he's admitted he had thoughts yeah well i mean i guess everyone's had i mean i don't i don't know what that means thoughts or whether it's serious contemplation or just to think of something like you know who hasn't thought about killing somebody but nobody even kills anybody you know what i'm saying like you just think something and like no that's that's a bad idea moving on you know what i'm saying but i don't know now, do you think that with all this going on do you think it creates good music like pardon the pun but do you think he will create his next album just some unbelievable will, will this spurn some great music from him no, nah, I don't know. It remains to be seen. Like, like, um, Dark Fantasy came after you know his mom passed, so that like, I often wonder 
there's basically two Kanye's and there's the Kanye that, that, that strays off course and, and doesn't give you what you want. Mm-hmm. There's, yep. there's, there's the Kanye that, that gives you what you want. And there's the Kanye that kind of does something that's so dope, but yet it's like a combination of the two. Like, this is the the best Kanye, I guess, is the Kanye that doesn't give you what you gives you what you didn't know you wanted. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and that's kind of like the liveest thing if someone can do that because he seems hell bent not to, um, you know, go back and like make an album that sounds like you know, dropout or late registration, which is you know, the the definitive. I miss the old Kanye. So I don't know. Like I don't really like the direction of, of of you know. I didn't think Pablo was one of his best albums. I mean, it was a good album, but I I wouldn't say it was his best album. And I don't think a lot of people liked Yeezus. So you're kind of going back to back with two albums that weren't received uh, in the hood like that. Yeah, let, let, let's talk a little bit about his about his albums. Yeezus, you you were talking about Yeezus. I think that is Kanye's worst album. I think it had the potential to be a very, very dope album. Uh-huh. But I think he I think he missed on that one. It's probably his worst album when you I mean, one of the things I used to always um rate an album back in the day when we still had tapes and were in high school and CDs, if somebody let you borrow the C D for a night. How many songs did you rip? And if you rip like, you know, like, okay, I like this song. I like, I like, you know, three, eight, and 12. These are songs I'm taking away. Uh-huh. And that album probably has the least of what I would, I would want to. Like if someone bought, gave me Yeezus, I would get Blood on the Leaves. Right. I would get Bound to, and I would get... um What's the one song? If we send this up, it will come down. Whatever that joint, it's probably like four songs that that, that would be interest from that, and that's probably fewer mm-hmm. than than all of the the Kanye albums um, before. Which What's your number one Kanye album? Late registration. Why? I've always had a thing that when it's people's the album in which the artist is stunting the most like like when they feel as though they've made it you know like the first album is normally what people people consider their best album because Uh that's your whole life up until that point to make that album but the sophomore albums that have been successful um such as um low end theory or de la soul is dead i've appreciated because the artist i felt reached the point in which they say like yeah, everything that I thought I was gonna be, now I realize that, and, and and here it is. That's kind of what like I felt with Jay Z on, on Blueprint that he he basically gotten to the point that's like yeah. So so on 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 late registration, uh huh. Th- there was one of the best guest verses of all time for me. I still to this day, Lupe, nothing touches. Paul Wall on Drive Slow. Oh, he killed him with that. That is the best guest verse of all time because... Because <laughs> he could still pull boppers. <laughs> it was so unexpected. Like, <laughs> who thought he was... I mean, he outshined Kanye on the track. That is like... That's like... 
I, I will never forget. I, I called a friend and I said, have you, have you heard late registration? He said, no, I haven't heard it yet. I was like, just skip the drive slow and call me back. Heard it and said, was that Paul Wall? <laughs> what I'll give it to Paul Wall too is Paul Wall knows how to ride a track. Yeah, he does. And that's the thing that, that, always, that I always give Eminem flack. Eminem don't ride a track. Paul Wall, Paul Wall is is is, is, is joins um, Inspector Deck as the two people who, <laughs> who 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 get in a lane and 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 they they stay that lane for from from bar Inspector one to bar Deck. sixteen. <laughs> Inspector Deck rides the track like 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 it's a roller coaster. Like 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 he's he's in the cut. <laughs> he rides the track as if it's being chauffeured. Oh, but but I mean, but that's when Kanye's I thought his lyrics were, were the most, and and he hooked up with the dude. Um, dang, what is his name? He's the cat that um, the guy who 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 co-produced it is it, so dope. Like that's that's one of my um, he did um, the one Adam Sandler movie that that that's like Adam Sandler did like a serious movie, and he was um, and he also um, produced some of um. Um, what's the girl's name? Apple. Who? Fiona Apple. Oh, oh. Yeah, John Bryan is the guy's name. Okay. And he he's dope, and he like his contribution to that album is like evident if you know his work, and like some of the songs, like that um, um, Temptations track is just so killing. Like like that's something that 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 feels super John Bryan, and also like the track for um, heard him say. Like yeah, that, that's, that, that's that's a do- definitely a dope yeah, track. The, the melodic stuff is is is, is John Bryant's specialty, but his contribution does not touch Paul Wall's contribution. <laughs> Paul Wall said, "You see them fours crawling, you see them screens falling, the disco ball in my Insinuate. mouth insinuates I'm balling." I, I know that was the best. That, I, that shut it down right there. I mean, what's I mean, but Kanye's verse on that was killing. I, I didn't think uh, I wasn't touching that. I don't think the um, the uh, third dude was, was um, really though. Was, was, was oh yeah uh, i think that was him but yeah hey mario i want you to chime in real quick tell me your favorite kanye west album graduation okay why is that i just thought from beginning to end it was the best lyrically um uh, and i thought that that was really like the last that we saw like yeah that, that era like of the kanye. old kanye yeah i love and I loved how the album started with Good Morning. And also, that was, that was the first uh, concert I had ever been to in my life, the uh, Glow in the Dark concert. Okay. The one at U.S. Bank Arena? Yeah. yeah. Yep. I was there. I think I saw you there. I yeah. was I was with yeah. Matt. Yep. What's your favorite track off of, uh, off of a graduation? The Glory. The Glory? Okay. Okay. I, I like the Everything I'm Not. Okay. That when Premier cutting it up. But I, I always thought the can't tell me nothing. Still, the, yeah, <laughs> that's a that's a monster. But I just thought his lyrics on um on late registration, like when, like diamonds. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. Like <laughs> he just you you could just, just just tell he was he was just 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 stuck and stuff. You know what I'm saying? Alicia Keys tried to talk to sense in him. <laughs> just, <laughs> but I have a question. Yeah, am I the only person that thinks that? The original Diamonds is better than the remix. Oh yeah, I, I certainly do. I I I, I don't even listen to the remix. 
the the originals one with uh just himself just himself okay yeah i don't i'm here to say that my my favorite kanye album is my beautiful dark twisted fantasy i think from beginning to end and and, and what i loved about that album too so much was it kind of had that and i and, and i say late um graduation is my second favorite but just the kind of that that grit no you're wrong man that that grit on that album, yeah, was the Jay Z's verse. Oh yeah, oh uh, on on Soul Paul, Jay Z killed him on that. If that song, if there was some way to uh, eliminate Sahai the Prince from that song, who usually comes so strong? Yeah. I like Sahai. You, you like him, Mario? I think he comes pretty strong. I don't, I don't but I, I agree with you on that song. Yeah, he was just, just kind of rambling, and everybody else came so. But yeah, Jay Z just killed it with the all these little stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but me, but but uh, with Kanye's verse, like uh, <laughs> what baby you're fired, your girlfriend hired, oh, yeah, but yeah. if you don't mind, I'm gonna keep you on call. Yeah, he 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 killed him. Uh, what are some of the tracks from that album? That's just a little joke. <laughs> you remember when he performed Runaway? He wore that, wasn't it like a red a red suit? Remember that? It was just him on the stage with the keyboard yeah. and then Pusha T came out. Well, I love the video too, like the the yeah, elongated, yeah. you know what I'm saying? That that was dope. And, and and you know, people sleep on, you know, the um the song Runaway, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I mean Evelyn the Blue Dress is on that too, right? Oh yeah. 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 That that's yeah. such a banging track too. Like that the thing about that album is it's probably his best album start to finish, but it but it was in such a different way that it almost like stands alone. It's like you know what I'm saying? Like like what's so weird about Kanye is that he he's been really good at like almost like a movie. Like I'm a director of a of a film and this film stands apart. Like you don't you don't look at, at you know, like Stanley Kubrick, and when you see 2001 and then you see um, Eyes Wide Shut, they're not the same thing. Mm-hmm. And you don't, but you know, in music, you kind of think of everybody's kind of like, okay, this is a, a, it's like a journey, and album two leads into album three, which leads into album four. You know what I'm saying? Right. And, and they, they relate to one another. Like even this Tribe album, though it's been like damn near 20 years later it still relates to earlier Tribe albums. Right. While with Kanye, it's like, forget all your expectations of what you thought this was going to be. Dark Fantasy is its own thing, and now Yeezus is is, is a completely different thing. And sure. It's like an artistic way of looking at things, but it's a way that challenges the listener to a point that you might not come along for the next ride because you're just like, okay, I liked your last movie, but now you're doing a western, and I don't, I don't particularly like western, so I might not come along for this one. But, but Dark Twisted Fantasy almost had to occur because 808 happened prior to that, and I loved 808, by the way. Uh huh. I enjoyed that album, but it was like he had to go back. He had to, to start that. rapping again. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I loved 808. Did you like 808? I came around to it more. I, I wouldn't say I love it. They, they certainly slept on cuts. Um. Like you know, I love that. Um, what's the one song? Paranoid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, overall, it was weird. Cause I felt like that album was kind of like, like he like 
right when Cuddy came out. Oh yeah, he stole Cuddy's style. Yeah, and it seemed kind of like like problematic. Like it's almost like you're gonna. It's like you saw. I'm always tripping out. Like in in this as an overall life theory, if you see somebody counting by twos, you kind of get okay. That's what they're doing. Like if I go two. Four, six, eight. You, a smart person just like, okay, he's counting by twos. I'm gonna start with 14, 16, mm-hmm. 18. I just get there before you get there mm-hmm. because I see where the direction things are going. And I almost felt like that's kind of what he did with Cuddy and you know with the auto tune. It, it was it was weird. I mean, like it was it was dope, but like I said, he does stuff sometimes. And I mean, I guess you you have to allow somebody the artistic license to do so. But it's not like that's not what I want from you. And I felt like he had, like, visually, I love graduation. Like, I love, like, like that's when Kanye, to me, was dressing the coldest. That's when, like, his videos, you know, like, with the the bear and everything. Mm-hmm. And he was dealing with, you know, um, Takeshi Murakami with the, the visuals and stuff. Like, that's the era that, like, almost, like, if I was a rapper now, that would be like the Steve's that I'd be channeling, like like a 2016 version of, of like what that was, you know, would be on. But you know, times change. You know what I'm saying? You know, I thought college dropout. As, did, as, as it, Mike D'Antoni said after defeating Michigan um, several years back, they met him at at, at the end of the game. And he said, "Well, you know, what what do you have to say about you know the, the Michigan players? You know, saying the little brother comment." And D'Antoni said, "Times change." I thought college dropout times change didn't age well. For me, it didn't age well. A lot of those songs I hear them today, skip by them. If it's on the radio, I don't want to hear them. Mm, I don't know. I mean, I I think I think heard him say his best song. Um, I'm talking about on college dropout. Oh, college. I'm talking about the first dropout. Album. Okay, the first one because you, you've got. Uh, uh, yeah, that's that's weird. All falls down. I don't think that ages well. I don't think his he was lyrically up plan? to up to par at that point. But then you have stuff like uh, four words or whatever. What's that? Or two words? Yeah, like two words is still killing. You a case could be made that his best song is um, "Family Business." I loved "Family Business," and I, I'm 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 so always salty there was not a uh, video for "Family Business." Also, coincidentally, the Fuji's best song of all time might actually be. Family business as well. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I wasn't. Uh, Jesus Walks was on that. Who Jay Z says that is Kanye West's most important song. Yeah, I, I think that that that's 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 Never an overstatement. What you say? Never let me down. That's your favorite. Yeah, ever. That's your favorite Kanye song ever. Not favorite Kanye song ever, but I think that's probably one of the greatest uh, features ever by Jay Z. Okay. Yeah. What what's your what's your favorite Kanye song of all time, Mario? See, it's it's tough for me because it's so much stuff like Bittersweet, I think, is like a super underrated song, but maybe the glory. Just because I felt like that was in every aspect, like he came hard lyrically, but he mm-hmm. was also like he was super cocky on that song. Okay. What about you, Glenn? What's your favorite? Well, if they ever Re- will release the Billy Joe version of Mama's Boyfriend, but I'm I'm just salty about that because that's like that's so dope and people ain't even up on that. So without that, what's your favorite one? I'm mean, like I said, probably heard him say is is, is what I, I 
I like the most in, in um, addictions is, is, is called too. I love Can't Tell Me Nothing. And, and part of that too is when you go to the concert, sometimes when you hear a song in concert, yeah, it, it really affects you. And that song, man, every Kanye concert I've been to, that song just, I mean, it, it turns it out. I just don't feel like his lyrics were super, they were, they were kind of, but he's rolling, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, he's putting yeah. it together. But I thought it was more of an energy track type of track that really didn't need, yeah. you know, the introspective lyrics and stuff. But it it it, it bangs at a at a concert. You've been to concert uh Kanye concerts, right, Mario? Yeah. Yeah. People so, talk so much about me at barbershops, <laughs> they forget to get their hair cut. <laughs> that was the <laughs> That was that was that was probably, that was my my favorite line is that and uh, you should be honored by my lateness that I always show up <laughs> to this fame. <laughs> well, let's let's talk a little bit about a guy who just passed away, Fidel Castro. El Presidente. El Presidente. And and there's been a lot going on with his passing, with comments of how he was viewed. There there were a lot of people in the hip hop world and the music world that praised him. And then you have a whole other side that dogged on him that, yeah. that, you know, I mean, obviously Trump came out, made comments and, you know, you had conservatives that made comments and, and there were some basketball coaches, Frank Martin being one from South Carolina, uh-huh. um, Frank Martin, who I know very well. And, um, and he, he, he went after some people on Twitter, like, you know, he, he's got no love for, for Fidel. So Glenn, um, you know, you want what, some you want some hot takes. On I want office. some hot takes. Think, things that I would say that would, that would never get me elected to to public office in in Miami. It, it, hold on, real quick, before you do that, yeah. One of my favorite lines of all time in hip hop. Okay. Control the mic like Fidel Castro. Oh man, he takes us to to, <laughs> to, to J Rule. And that that come clean beat is oh, still yeah. still still one of the best beats. But go ahead. Well, Fidel Castro was no fan of free speech. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say that, but uh, they didn't have social media over there, right? And then when, I, didn't he ban it or something? I don't know. I, no, I, no. I, I haven't checked Facebook Cuba in a while. <laughs> my, my Snapchat, my Snapchat in Cuba, Cuba. It, 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 it is not popping. But um, I don't know. I mean, what you have to understand, I guess, in, in a lot of these smaller countries, is you don't have the stability that you have in America. So. You're judging countries who the regime is, you know, 30, 40, 50 years old as compared to ours, which is, you know, 200, 220, 230 Mm -hmm. years old. And it makes a difference because Castro had to do things for Castro wasn't um, paranoid that people were trying to kill him. People were trying to kill him. <laughs> yeah. What, what was this? What was the story about him and the mistresses? Yeah. Well, apparently um, they had hired. I don't know who who the collective they were, considering he had many enemies. But they um, tried to get one of his mistresses to uh, assassinate him. And I guess either he found out about it or he just went on a hunch that this was so. And he, um, they were alone, and he confronted her and said, they, they, they want you to kill me, right? And he said, she said, yes. And he gave her apparently a loaded gun and, and told her to do it. And he knew that she couldn't because she had too much love for Fidel. 
It's a be- it's a beautiful story. I do that with my women too. I give them a gun. I say, you know, just take me out right now. <laughs> take me out right now, dear. Because cause you're talking you're talking so reckless about me. Let's see if you can kill me. Man. But uh, what 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 about his? Uh, that's a player move. That, what, that's a top ten player move right there. Give her the gun. What about his love for Adidas sweatsuits? Yeah, you saw my post on that. I did. You posted a picture on Facebook. Um. Franz Beckenbauer, um, David Beckham, Herschel Walker. You can name a bunch of um, famous Adidas athletes o- over the years. Nobody had more love for the three stripes than, than Fidel Castro. Fidel Castro was either in military garb or he was rocking an Adidas tracksuit. There is no third option. <laughs> they're, they're literally, I mean... I'll put his collection up there with with, with anybody. D- don't even don't even question whether he had had the Yeezys. He did. <laughs> he was rocking the Yeezys. He, he had the grays. He had the gum soles. He had the browns. He had he had the, he had the blacks. He had the, he had the seven fifties. He had he had the, he had the eight fifty boots. <laughs> Fidel Castro wore him some Adidas to the to the death. The the picture you posted there must have been like oh it's probably fifteen or twenty. Yeah, he, he had. The, the the only reason there aren't more pictures of him wearing Adidas is that there are not more pictures. <laughs> Be, because when I mean he was doing press events, like he would meet with like Putin rocking an Adidas tracksuit. <laughs> I mean Run DMC wasn't repping like that. Like like enough respect. And I mean I don't know. There, there's there's a thing too. Fidel Castro was back in. Um, the militants trying to overthrow um, apartheid in, in, in South Africa. So that's one reason, like, you know, rap musicians and, and the hood and black folks in general j- just rock with, with Castro because, you know, Reagan was just a a, a a bastard when it came to to um, apartheid. Like, him and Thatcher was rolling with with, with the, um, you know, P.W. Both or whoever the 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 then leaders were strong and we're calling like Mandela a terrorist and the whole nine. It's like Mandela, uh, when he got out, he, he, he went to Cuba and repped. And, and later on when he was president, Castro went to, um, South Africa. So, I mean, on that score, there's a lot of things that you can say on his behalf, like the, the life expectancy in Cuba is equal to that of America, a, a, a country who, you know, Cuba still got cars, basically they because of the embargo if you're in cuba and you have a car your car is from like 1961 if it's the newest Mm -hmm. like if you meet a girl and you got like a 61 chevrolet you are stunting on them in cuba because because that's the newest car there is (laughs) yeah and like but but yet and still you know the highest literacy rate and 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 like the the you know Cuban doctors are like spread all, all throughout like South America, you know, in, in these countries that don't have, um, you know, top notch um, medical care. So, I mean, you know, there there's, you know, what, what was Fidel Castro the wrong guy to um, talk crazy to in, in your blog? <laughs> <laughs> so so with with his death, Glenn, do you do you look at him as a good guy or bad guy? He was a complicated man like Shaft, and and, and no one understood him but his woman. But 
evidently. I don't know. I mean, like I said, it it it's there. There is always a rebellious nature in which you kind of root for the underdog. So he had to be, you know, he was so close to America distance wise that he had to have allies who were against us to stop him from being overthrown. But you can't deny the the force of a dude that's been a thorn in the side of American presidents since Eisenhower. He uh, literally 11 presidents had to deal in some way, shape or form with, with Fidel Castro mm-hmm. and considering what he had at his disposal, you know what I'm saying? You got to like rep for it. Like, I don't, I don't know. I say you, you never, you know, he's a dictator. I'm sure he, he's done several atrocities that, that are, you know, there are people who have good reason to hate Fidel Castro, and there are people who have good reasons to love Fidel Castro. And are you and, in the middle? And much like Master P said, only God can judge him. <laughs> so are you in the middle? Yeah, more or less. Okay. I'm in the middle with everybody. So so there were some pictures that were floating around with him with, with just, you want to call them famous people over the years. Uh-huh. What, what were some of the famous people that shocked you he was with? Oh, I haven't seen a bunch of them. What, 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 were, what were some of them? I just think the just different people from America that uh, uh, Mandela, obviously we we talked about yeah. that. I mean he's he was with Mandela, J.K. Rowling. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like what? <laughs> yeah, I just didn't know if you saw any. No, well, I mean I know when people would you know I'm sure like when celebrities would come to come to Cuba then then like that was kind of you know the obligatory thing. And then there was always a thing like were, were, was he using you know for propaganda, you know, like when, when Beyonce and Jay-Z, that was a big thing. Like, oh, you know, they're, they're, you know, they're, they're subverting the interest of America. Right. But, you know, Beyonce does that at halftime performances. I mean, it's, it's constant. <laughs> she, she's, she's basically, <laughs> so ridiculous. Yeah. What did he, what did he eventually die from? I don't know. 90 doesn't even, it means it's just old age, right? Like you mean, probably congestive heart failure or something like that, but I, I don't know the, the official reason. He died of a broken heart. Is that what it was? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, one of the things that I want to do, we, we've actually got a shorter podcast today. Um, Mario apparently has some business he needs to take care of. Oh, okay. Um, tonight. Is that right, Mario? Mario's shaking his head. Maybe you can bolster that team of his. <laughs> <laughs> Mario is not smiling. You can't see him? Nah, I can see him? I don't make eye contact with him. Let's look. Yeah, so he was, he's bitterly disappointed. <laughs> bitterly. What what I want to get into really quickly yeah. is, you know, normally we we jump into um, we talk we do some hip hop talk of the the nineties, eighties, and nineties, and somewhat R and B. And I want to talk about like we did before. We talked about a song, and we talked about on your own with Bobby Brown. Yeah. Well, I want to bring up a song today that I thought had a very unique impact on hip hop and and what we call the New Jack Swing era. And uh, it comes from a group called Rex and Effect. And the song is Rump Shaker. Oh, yeah. When, when I say Rump Shaker, Glenn, what do you think of? Uh, I don't know. I mean, this this is one of the the the, the dopest tracks in history, that the Teddy Riley track that, that simultaneously blended in a public enemy horn sample and the classic... Um, Ain't no half stepping Big Daddy Kane beat, uh-huh. and, and it, w- it was um, 
it was like the man who made, made the Reese cup. It, it, it was it was two great tastes that taste great together. And and when when this joint dropped, I mean, it was just undeniable. Like like people didn't really consider these guys to be like the most hip hop purist um, group because they kind of came out of the R and B influence of, of Teddy Riley's production style. But I mean, uh-huh. it was just undeniable. Plus, it was a lot of a lot of girls in swimsuits in the video, so that worked as well. Oh, you gotta love that. Here we go. That that was the when that song came out was it ninety two? If that song came on in the club, pandemonium. Oh yeah, and you get the similar reactions today. But if that song comes out brand new and and right now, that's a hit, no doubt. That 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 there's certain like like you know a track that good is is you know, I'll like that song thirty years from now. <laughs> it's like whenever that song comes on, wherever I am, yeah, if it's a bar or you know a club or whatever, you know, people instantly. It doesn't matter who you are. Yeah, you instantly feel that. What? Why is that? I mean, it's just. You good. think it's just a track. Yeah, for the most part. I mean, it's such a it is it, is one of those songs that's kind of easy to like because it's such a, a party feel to it. So, you know, you 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 have the songs that are like party anthems, right? But then you have the songs that are both party anthems and actually live songs. And when you combine those two elements, it's kind of like yo, this is just here forever. It's kind of like how Jump Around is, like right, like Jump Around. It just transcends. It's something. It's it's something other than just a party song or or a, or a hip hop song. It's like no, th- this everything was right about this, and we're gonna we're gonna live this, you know, forever. Yeah, we're, we're gonna live in that moment. And, and what's surprising to me is is Rex and Effect didn't last very long. I mean, they had New Jack Swing, uh-huh. which came out a couple years prior to to Rump Shaker, but after that, they were done. They had a limited effect. <laughs> <laughs> I thought they would. I thought they would be around a little bit, little bit longer. But I don't know if you saw the Soul Train Awards, but they honored Teddy Riley. Okay, and he came out and performed. And if you haven't seen the the Teddy Riley tribute, <laughs> Bobby Brown never disappoints. And, and, and what I mean by that is not that his performance was great. His out his outfit. Memorable. <laughs> Poor Bobby, man. Bobby's in Bobby's in bad shape. He's in bad shape, but they brought Rex uh, or Teddy Riley brought uh, Rex and Effect out, and uh, they they brought the house down. But he <laughs> he brought Guy out, Aaron Hall. <laughs> it, Glenn, have you seen the video? No, you 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 can't believe this is Aaron Hall. Okay, so Aaron Hall for I don't know how many years has been bald. Yeah. Okay. Aaron please, Hall. Please tell me Aaron Hall has hair. Aaron Hall has as close to a high top fade as you can get right now that being that age that's that's got S curl in it. So he he's not really bald. He's not. Cuz you you know like like on the first guy out me at hair, right? He had hair. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like a step box. And then he and then he was bald for years. 
That's that's insane. Oh, you got to if you see the performance, you're gonna go. That's there's there's no way that's him. Well, I mean, it, it looked like him from the still first album. Tall and skinny. Yeah, yeah. Okay, definitely. I thought you got to say he was like he was like 400 pounds. Like what? No. Well, well, Drew Hill performed as well. Okay. They opened up the Soul Train Music Awards and when was so, this? A couple days ago. This was last night. Okay, I saw this people was, people online. I was like, what is this about? Like y'all like talk about Bobby Brown still doing? I'm like, is Bobby Brown at the football game? <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, so uh, Drew Hill opened up the show. And, <laughs> Why? And, it, C- Cisco still got it. Like I, I don't care. I, I've always been a Cisco fan. Cisco still got it. But the other guy in the group, <laughs> this is so funny about it. So Drew Drew Hill's performing, <laughs> and it's the two dudes. Is is Cisco and I don't know who. Ebert. And they, they're doing they're doing their little dances and stuff. And the and the one dude is huge now. Oh wow! I mean, he's got to be three hundred plus. <laughs> they have to bring him out after the dance moves. Okay, he ha- he's so big. He's not gonna be able to do it. No, he he couldn't have done the dance moves. But Cisco's still on point, and he still has the blonde hair. Yeah, this is trademark. And that's back to what I said. I always want our stars of the past to look like how they did when they came. Yeah, out. no doubt. Yeah, you you can't you can't don't don't don't. Don't go changing, as, as Billy Joe said. And that's why Aaron Hall went back to the box. Yeah. I wonder, I wonder what he, how he got that. That's amazing to me. Well, when they, when they tell you you're gonna be on a Soul Train Award, if they give you n- n- enough um advanced advanced warning, you can you can um <laughs> tailor your look accordingly. <laughs> well, Glenn, next episode will be on episode sixteen. Sixteen. Yep. Do I have and, to uh, sh- share my um um. F you, Joe Montana poetry. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you feel. No, Whatever you feel. Good episode here. And um, Mario brings in the Peach Fuzz track, which means I have no further comment. Hey, 3027. As Teddy Riley says, yep, yep. <laughs>